0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Just checking in on you. Seeing how your week's going. How is your week going? Hey, 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 how's it going? Hey, how about those fucking Red Sox? I won 20 to 8 last night. Seems impressive. And then you look, and they gave up seven runs in the ninth inning. We're up 20 to 1. They had one and three-quarter grand slams, I guess, in the ninth inning. I don't know what happened, but I'll tell you why the Red Sox won. I'll tell you why. Because they dug deep. Because they didn't get down on themselves. And most importantly, because I didn't watch the game. I literally feel like a jinx. I've been watching them since the last Devil Rays series, right? Where we got swept. And I've missed. They've won three games. They won one game against Detroit. They won one game against Toronto, and they won last night. I've watched every other fucking game. So I think it's me getting superstitious, man. You get superstitious when your team loses. When your team's winning, you don't give a fuck. You're walking all around the room. You know what I mean? You're sticking your head in. You don't give a shit. You go out in the OR, get yourself a roast beef sandwich, whatever the fuck you're doing. But when they're losing, you're just sitting there watching the game. Afraid to shift your weight if they're up by fucking two runs. That's how I've been. So uh, what a crazy game. Three in the first inning, two in the second inning, five in the fourth, four in the fifth. Fucking game's over. That's, That's 14 to nothing. 14 to one. And then they score six runs in the eighth to be up 20 to one. And then they give up seven runs in the top of the ninth. Jesus Christ, but whatever. A fucking wins a win, and it's against the goddamn Devil Rays down there in goddamn Tampa Bay, where the devil runs amuck. And but they won't call their team the Devil Rays; they call them the Rays. We don't. We don't want the devil in there. That's why that franchise has never won a World Series. You know what I mean? Because their ownership. It's just so trying to get people to come to the game that if, if a, a, a small fraction of people are like, we don't like devil in the name. OK, we shouldn't be glorified. It's the name of a fucking fish. You dumb fucks. Don't call here anymore. I don't give a fuck if you don't. Go, you're not going to the game. You've never gone to a game and we're doing fine. We don't need you. Oh, you're telling me you went to a game? Well, what the fuck? You went to a game and it was called Devil Rays. You survived, right? Then what's the fucking problem? You fucking record the conversation. Fuck you. Goodbye. That's what they should have said. Yeah, they get in trouble. Yeah, they get some sort of stupid ass fine for telling somebody to go fuck themselves on their phone. Right? Which I don't know why you should. Well, it's just all about money because they got to put a show on. Uh what the ownership of the Devil Rays said to that stupid lady who never goes to games, anyways. That was, uh, it's not what we're about. It's not uh, what we represent, and it's uh, nothing that we want to be a part of. We had a long talk with uh, uh, Johnny, owner of the Devil Rays, excuse me, the Rays. I misspoke. Can we edit that out? We can't. This is live. Okay, then I'm going to apologize live. I'm sorry. Is anybody watching this? Now, this is the fucking world we live in. These fucking assholes are so afraid to have one nickel roll out the door, they got to literally change the name of their team that's named after a fucking stingray. Stingray, those both sound violent. Can we just call them like the razors? You know, like you shave your face with? Well, some people slit their wrists with razors. That's a great point. Can we call them the Tampa Bay Puffers? Um. Anyway, very excited and that they they, they won. And uh, I guess what I will I'll, I won't watch them, and then I'll just watch the replay. Um. But I've been having the best week. I'm back here in Boston, and. Um, Staying out on the water, man. It's just been fucking great. And, uh... You know, this is where I'm from. I need to come back here more often. I can tell you that. Fucking spend like a month out here. Maybe not a month. I'd be afraid if I spent a month out here, I'd move back. Be like, you know what? Eh, you know, fuck it. I'll just do some local shows here. I'll fucking call up Dick Doherty. Get it going again. Um... But last night we did the the memorial slash stand-up comedy comics reunion uh, for the late, great Wayne Previty. And uh, I cannot tell you how fucking nervous I was for this night. I invited a bunch of comics that we all started out at the same time Wayne did back in like 1992. And a lot of us had not seen each other in a long, long time. And certainly we had not all been together in the same room. So, uh, I didn't know if it was going to be awkward, if it was going to be weird, if it was going to be sad, like, wow, we're all old. You know, I didn't know what it was going to be like. And, um, it was, it was fucking magical, man. It was everything that I wanted to happen. Like the comics didn't even get to their dressing rooms. It was just, everyone was standing out in the hall, telling stories, laughing, hugging, giving each other shit. Another thousand stories talking about Wayne. It was just, um, it was absolutely fucking perfect. And um, the lineup on the show was basically, you know, it was essentially an open mic show that was booked thirty years ago. That we, <laughs> you know, had John David host, and John David was always, you know, he ran the uh, the ninety nine in Bill Ricker. And, um, just a crazy, crazy dude. Like I thought he was the coolest guy when I met him because he told me, he goes, I've never had a real job. I go, what do you mean? I go, he goes, these have been my jobs. He was a professional roller skater. If you can believe that in the late seventies and roller skating was huge. He had like a sponsor and all of that until he did some sort of triple Lindy thing and he blew out his elbow. Then he was a drummer in a band and then he was a stand up comedian. I mean, that's about his fucking, that's a dynasty of, of not having to go to work or feeling like you're at work. Um, then we had Jack Lynch. Now, Jack Lynch hosted the first time old Freckles here ever bombed on stage. It was this place, Kelly's Pub in North Reading, Massachusetts. And it was in uh, either the end of March or the beginning of April in 1992. It was my third show. I started March 2nd at Nick's Comedy Stop. And then I did one at Stitches a few weeks later. And then I did my first satellite room, a bar. And I went in there and, oh, my God. It was the first time I told a joke and it got nothing. And I felt that fucking concussive emotional forced to my chest and oh dude I imploded I was supposed to do five minutes I bailed after like two I don't even know what I did I literally said on the microphone I said hey Jack I'm bailing and I was so embarrassed I wanted to leave but I just sat down in the first seat available which was right up near the stage because I, I couldn't face the comedians because when I said I was bailing, I heard the comedians be like, oh, come on, man. Like, you know, which was a great thing. They were trying to encourage me. But all I heard was disappointment. And I just sat there like a scolded child to the end of the show. And um, I remember, you know, and that was the first night I ever met Wayne Previty. He came in and closed. He had his track suit on. He had one of his friends said, this is my manager. You got to talk to him. You know, he's sort of like a Dice Clay-like vibe. Uh, and then we had Todd Parker, who was on the show. Um, Todd Parker was the first time I ever did stand-up. Uh, was at Nick's, like I said, and it was a comedy competition. And they had some of the local comics judge Uh, the comics to see who was the best and uh, he was one of the judges and uh, so I've known that guy basically since day one of doing stand-up Joey Carroll part of my graduation class uh, used to be obsessed with death his whole act was talking about death Uh, Dane Cook you guys might have heard he was the special guest he came up and ripped it everybody killed by the way which was awesome Uh, and Dan Smith, like I think my first open mic, my second show, I met him, um, along with Tony Moschetto, uh, at Stitches comedy club. And then I, uh, went on and mopped up in the end and everybody had a great set. Everybody fucking killed. Um, and Todd Parker put together this great video of Wayne with all of these pictures. My wife went out and watched it. I had already seen it, and I didn't want to get all emotional before I went out there and be all the fucking sad clown. So um, there was a clip of me in it, you know, at an Angels game, this infamous Angels game that we all went to. Um, and uh, I had no beard and a full head of hair, and people were watching it, having no idea who I was, and my wife said it took them a second. Then they were like, oh, shit, that's Bill with hair. Um, so... uh. Dave McLaughlin, Nick Costas, a bunch of comics came out that didn't, you know, we just didn't even have time to put them up. Jimmy Q. Um, it was just, uh, it was just literally like the per then there was a guy, Spike Tobin, who came out. He was in the crowd and we were actually talking. I was like, man, I forgot to invite Spike, you know. There was so many guys, you know, that I reached out to and that were, uh, you know, either not available or, uh, you know. I don't know what, just too far away. Bob Sheehy got to make sure I remember everybody's name. Uh, Bob Carney. Uh, and then Mike Pryor couldn't make it. You motherfucker next on the next one. But we had just had a, the best time. Magical fucking night. So I want to thank everybody involved. My clock came out from giggles. I mean, and then afterwards downstairs at the Wilbur, uh, there's a club downstairs and uh, I ordered uh a bunch of Chinese food from the Golden Temple in Brighton. Uh, recommendation from a friend of mine. And everybody said the fucking Chinese food was great. And we just sat there just like, just chowing this shit. Especially the guys who don't live in uh, Massachusetts anymore. We had spare ribs, cranberry, good. It was fucking awesome. So I got to go on a nice old man walk along the beach. Which is what I've been doing. And I, I'm really getting taken by the ocean now, man. I think I'm actually going to go swimming in it. I've just seen too many old guys. I mean, I'm talking old, like 20 years older than me. Hey, you know you're old when you're 20 years older than me. And uh, they got a little fucking paddle thing, kayak that I said I wasn't going to use. And now I'm like, you know what? Fucking nice upper body workout. I'll slather on. You should see the sunblock I use. I literally look like I have pancake batter on me. Like I'm going to do a kabuki fucking show or something. Um. So anyway, it was just a fucking awesome night and uh, I really want to thank everybody once again that was involved in that and uh, it's been a long time coming. Wayne passed away, unfortunately, a little over a year ago because of this fucking COVID bullshit. Trying to do the show was difficult, so um, I was very happy uh, to do that. So that's it. Other than that, I've been taking old man walks along the beach um, Like a, I don't know. I looked up like how long it takes to walk 10,000 steps because what, am I going to sit there and count them? They said it was about five miles and you can do it in about an hour if you're fucking, I was like, dude, I can't walk five miles in an hour. I'm not doing that shit. So how about I walk for like an hour and 15 minutes, all right? I know if I walk sort of briskly, you know, I can walk a mile in 15 minutes. You know what I mean? What's that, 4.0? on the uh, on the treadmill. So I've just been doing that, you know, keeping the weight off. Haven't really put anything on while I've been out here. And uh, just been having a blast with the kids and everything. They're loving the beach, going down there. Um, yesterday, one of my daughter's cousins taught her how to skim a rock. And she came and she's like, hey, Dad, I want to go to the beach tomorrow and throw rocks. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like friggin' perfect. We went to a uh went to some one of those clam fucking shacks out here. Got the uh clam bellies with the French fries. It's all that classic. I've yet to get a bar pizza. I gotta get a roast beef sandwich. Um, I got Chinese food. I gotta make sure I, I get all the uh classic New England uh cuisine out here, but uh I can't tell you man how much I fucking miss being out here. I really, really love this part of the uh, country. And, um, you know, if my kids weren't so damn young and in school and shit, you know, know, and I wasn't in this stupid-ass business, I would move back here in a second. But I'm thinking of getting, like, one of these little fucking, get a cottage, dude. Just get some little fucking place, you know, like some two, three-room thing near the water. Just coming out here for, like, a month every year. Because I got to be honest with you, man. I've been back here and I haven't been... Last night I was sitting out, you know, after the show and the after party and all excited that it it went so well. Um, Just sitting in like a sun chair on this porch, listening to the waves. I was just like, I don't think I've been this fucking relaxed in like two years. So I am totally sold on it. Um, I haven't lived here in a long, long... I was thinking, you you know, the last time I lived here, the Red Sox played in Fenway, there was nothing on the Green Monster. They didn't have all that added fucking bullshit out in right field. You know? You could like walk around the ballpark during the game. They didn't have it all closed off like the fucking president was in town. The Bruins were still playing at the Boston Garden and the the Patriots and Celtics were at Boston Garden. The Red Sox were still at Sullivan Stadium. Um so anyway, the big thing going on right now is I've been having this this big debate with my daughter where I I keep trying to tell her that there's more than one Spider-Man song and she's trying to tell me that's not the way you know because I'm like Spider-Man Spider-Man does whatever Spider-Man spins a web any size and when I was a kid um, I thought it said catches fleas just like flies I wasn't the brightest kid catches thieves just like flies look out here comes the Spider-Man and that's the only one that I knew and I knew the end you find the Spider-Man I never knew the rest of it I like the shit that they talk in the second verse. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. It's like, fucking relax, man. It was a fair question. You know, can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey, there. There goes the Spider-Man. Then they got a nice little bridge. In the chill of the night, at the scene of the crime. Like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I like this part here where he's just this fucking badass. Listen to this. Wealth and fame, he's ignored. I didn't know all the... Yeah, he didn't whore himself out like Bruce Wayne. Fucking trust fund kid. Wealth and fame, he's ignored. Action is his reward. To him, life's a great big bang up. Wherever there's a hang up, you'll find the Spider-Man. He's got radioactive blood. He doesn't give a shit about the fucking horse. You know? He just likes fucking going around beating up bad people. I mean, what's not to like? What's not to like? I like, you know, who, who came up with the whole, uh, you know, when he, when he wears the black suit, then all of a sudden he's like an asshole. He's like a bad guy. Who came up with that first? Was it Hollywood Hulk Hogan? Or was it Spider-Man? Um... Because I got to tell you, Matt, I, I, what was, what happened when he had the, uh, the black suit, he would get like, he'd sort of get like drunk with power. You know, he was sort of like, you know, joking around and shit when he had the red and blue one and then he put on the black one. and like someone would talk. He's like, bitch, I'm not talking to you. Just shut the fuck up. And he shoots some, uh, spider webs on him. Fucking Disgusting. You know, he had, he had his little moment, you know. Well, thank God he had the black suit pre, like, you know, 2017, or he would have got, like, Me Too'd for toxic behavior. <laughs> um, all right. So anyways, Verzi convinced me to take a fucking dip in the ocean. He's like, oh, you got to do it. You got to do it, Bill. I'm telling you. In the salt water, over. It's over. It's like, all right. I said, but you know what, dude? If I get bit by a fucking shark, I swear to God. I swear to God, you know, but, um, I, I sat there yesterday in the same sun chair. I just sat on this porch and I watched this old couple go out there during low tide, which by the way, I thought, I thought it, you know, there was high tide and low tide like once during the day, but I've realized that, uh, it goes out, it comes in, it goes out, it comes back in. It's like twice a day, unless I'm crazy. Because um, last night I couldn't see; it was dark out. It sounded like the the waves were right up, uh, right up on the beach. Um. But anyway, that's what the fuck I'm gonna do. So the Red Sox win a big game. They got a game this afternoon. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch this shit. And uh, I don't know. I don't know why I'm having such a good time back here. It's probably because I don't have any gigs or anything. Man, I got one tomorrow night. And I had one last night, but like. There's nobody, like, calling me. I got, like, nothing to do. I mean, I could, you know, the reality is I could be in Arkansas right now and be having a great, like, I can fucking move out here. You go anywhere and you're on vacation. And you don't have anything to do. You're like, dude, this fucking place is great. You know, you don't realize that everybody around you has to go to work and you're just sitting there like, this is amazing. Dude, I love Arkansas. I get up at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Nobody's bugging me. Dude, I got to tell you something. Underrated Alaska. Um, all right, let's do some reads here for this week. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Look who it is. It's all Zoom, everybody. You know, according to Forbes, gyms, nail salons, hotels, mom-and-pop stores, and more are set to go on an epic hiring spree in the coming months to meet the pent-up demand for all of these services. Isn't that exciting? Talk about any business that you are especially excited to return to that you've already returned to. I'd say Hawkins Burger in Watts. And uh, any gyms. Specifically the Bodybuilder Gym. Uh, in Silver Lake. These are some of the mom and pop places. Comedians have been trying to help out. Um, I miss going to a spa. I used to be a steam room guy. Until I went over to Rogan's. And he said, dude, you got to do the sauna. Because the Sonic because it's a dry heat, you can go a lot hotter you can you can you can um sweat out more toxins movie theaters who doesn't want to go to a movie theater? you know check out the latest flick um concert venues, comedy shows, all of that shit. I miss all of that uh all of these businesses are reopening. you know what that means? That means that millions of jobs will need to be filled so where do these businesses turn to to fill these roles? <laughs> All right, fast. I've, I've needed to sneeze this whole podcast. Um, you know where they go, old oh, Zip. And right now, you can try it for free at ziprecruitercom burr When you post a job on Zip, they send you uh, they send your job to over 100 top job sites, giving you access to their network of millions of job seekers. Yeah, good matching, matching technology scans resumes res resumes resumes. Jesus, Bill. Wait, isn't that how you also spell resumes? Hang on a second. Well, let me finish the copy, then I'll look it up. How to spell resume versus resume. Okay. Zip recruiters, matching technology scans resumes to find qualified candidates for your open roles and proactively presents them to you. You can easily um, review recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply uh, for your job, which encourages them to apply faster. According to ZipRecruiter's internal data, or is it data? I don't know. Jobs where employers invite candidates to apply get two and a half more times uh, more candidates. Can I read that whole sentence over again? Can I get a mulligan on that? According to Zip, blah, internal data, jobs where employers invite candidates to apply get two and a half times more candidates. See how much more interesting that, that sound? Zip. it up. Technology is so effective that four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive website. ZipRecruiter.com slash burr. That's com slash burr. Spell out burr. B-U-R-R. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash burr. ZipRecruiter. Smartest way to hire. Um... Alright. Well, one of the big things when you're like me and you go for old man walks uh, is you gotta make sure that you stretch. Guys, are you out there? Are you stretching? You know what? I'd ask the ladies if you guys are stretching too, but you know, I don't, you know. I try to avoid women now. <laughs> Every little thing seems to upset them and set them off. Right? And then you fucking lose your goddamn career. So I'm, I'm you know, I got my wife. I talk to her. I just fucking everybody else like, hey, I give him the wave, little fucking, it's, but it's not a wave back and forth, it's, it's a, the hand goes from, goes from left to right, it's a, it's just a flip, like a fucking, like I'm, you know, like, go down that way, looks like a wave, but it's also like, you know, could also be, you know, stay away from me, stay away from me, I like my life, I like my life the way it is, you know, eating some fucking clams and some french fries and, uh. I don't know what you're upset about, but I'm sure it's something. And I'm sure it has something to do with your fucking childhood. And now you're going to blame me. You know, I wasn't even there. I just happened to be here on the fucking wrong time, the wrong date or whatever. And I ran into you when you had your goddamn axe to grind. Jesus Christ, I got to stop talking politics, by the way. These fucking whores on the news sites, all of a sudden they're like paying attention to me, like I actually read. My favorite one was these fucking dopes at the Huffington Post. Those fucking wishy-washy cunts, they tried to cancel me twice. Then all of a sudden I say something about some guy with a red tie, and they're like, oh, he said, now now you like me? Fucking whores. Um, anyway, plowing ahead, plowing ahead. I probably shouldn't have said that because now some douches who just wear red ties will now be like, "Oh, now he said this." I mean, I can barely name the fifty states. I don't know why anybody would pay attention to me. Um. All right. So last night I was uh, I was going to bed, and my wife was watching all these TikTok videos, which I really like. I really like TikTok, but for the life of me, I just can't figure out. You know, oh, no, I downloaded the app and then just wanted all of this information. Like it used to be if you didn't have TikTok, they would still play the video. Now the video plays and it's on mute, you know. So at that point, it's just like, all right, you know what? I'll just watch it on my wife's phone. I'm not. I think enough people got my information out there. I don't need to be signing up for your crap. Although TikTok is perfect as far as like. You know. Videos that I should short they're funny, a lot of funny fucking videos out there. I saw somebody like dressed up like Bigfoot dancing around. Who would think something as simple as that? acting out a song would be funny. I just don't like those uh those cooking videos. There's so many amateur cooks out there that have no idea what the fuck they're doing, and their thing is like. They make Emeril Lugasi look like understated. Because I remember when that guy first came out, I was like, this guy is out of his fucking mind. Because he was taking like all of these standard like dishes that you knew and where everybody else would stop, he would keep adding shit for like another 10 minutes. Bam! We're going to kick it up another notch, right? He'd add extra chocolate chips or something. remember he was making like those fucking uh, Hello Dolly bars. Um, what do we call them? Or a coconut dream bar, as they were called at the bakery, uh, that I went into one time. And he added a whole other extra layer of chocolate chip. At this point, they make him look like he cooks in a bland way. I saw this thing the other fucking day. This guy made a, a, uh, I don't know what the fuck he was making, but it was just like, just stop, stop. That whole fucking having a, a savory thing that you add some sugary shit to, and then they go back to the salt. And then they're always jizzing like some balsamic vinaigrette. No, stick a pickle on there, some mayonnaise. You know, my wife was watching one. This woman was just like, you know, this is what I do. You know, she has like the keto thing. So anything that you have that isn't bread, she just turns it into bread, like a pepper or a pickle or a kumquat she just uses that for bread and after a while it's just like you're just making the same dish over and over again we had this you guys and it was so delicious try it out and tell me if you like it. why am i shitting on her she's got a dream i'm sorry and then she watches those ones where it's just the sound of sizzling and cutting and all of that and i swear to god it's like nails going down a fucking chalkboard um Whatever, we were watching that thing last night. By the way, my wife last night might have been the funniest person there. Just was just shitting on everybody in a funny way. She goes, Hey, Bill, could you have booked any more middle aged white guys on this show? <laughs> and it was just like, this is what the comedy scene was. It was a fucking sausage fest, it was, and it was all white guys and like Patrice. Until Dwayne Perkins came along, it was Carl Yar,d I think. Um, who else was up here? There wasn't a lot. It was just a, it was just a bunch of white guys going, "Dude, what the fuck's with the snow? It's fucking snow on every other fucking day up here." Jesus Christ, my balls are fucking turning blue. That's all it was. That's all Boston comedy was was a bunch of fucking white guys. So we represented it. I kept it real. It was all white There was not one ounce of diversity on the show. Um, anyway, that's the podcast. I got to go for my little old man walk. Go Red Sox. The New England Patriots have their uh, first preseason game tonight. Um, imagine that, uh, that quarterback, I don't even know his name yet. The kid from Alabama is going to get a couple of snaps. We'll see how he looks. You know? Who knows? Did Bill Belichick pull it off again? Patriots QB. Uh, Jared Stidham is who we got. And, of course, we got Cam Newton, too. Uh, But we'll see what's going on here. No disrespect to Cam Newton. I mean, Jesus Christ. What am I doing here? But I don't know. We're all excited. We're all excited. We got, you know, we drafted a, you know, what's more exciting than when your team picks a quarterback as a high draft pick? I don't know, Bill, when they grab a sixth rounder who wins fucking seven Super Bowls and becomes the greatest QB of all time. Yeah, that is pretty exciting. Um, you know, he won six for us and then went down to Tampa where they're afraid of the sting race and they uh, he won another one there. And I hope he wins if we don't fucking win it this year. Right. Which where anytime there's Bill Belichick, you got to think you got a chance. Uh, if we don't win it this year, I'm, I'm rooting for Tampa. I am. I'm not that cunt. I'm not that guy who gets all upset that somebody fucking left. Um we got a whole we got a giant stadium with a lighthouse in it because of that guy. All right, that's it everybody. That is the podcast. Um, I hope I gave you a couple of laughs on this thing. I know a lot of it was just me reminiscing, but um I really I really can't thank the people. I didn't even thank the crowd that showed up. We raised so much money for the American uh Heart Association and uh the crowd was 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 so just awesome we just had a fucking great time and um and that's what rain previty was he was a great time He was just a great guy a great person to hang around with um and uh yeah i still can't believe the guy's gone but um you know it's one of those shitty things in life you know so all right now i'm gonna get sad fuck that all right uh Have a great weekend, you cunts. Listen to the music, and then we have a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. I will talk to you on Monday. Anything you want, yes you can celebrate. Anything you want, oh, I do a road Well, you can penetrate any place you go. Yes, you can penetrate any place you go. Yeah, double double Bill Burr, Monday morning podcast hey what's going on it's Bill Burr and it's the Monday morning podcast for August 12th 2013 how you doing how'd you like that intro wasn't that pretty cool that was actually uh you're probably going who, who were those fine singers Jesus Christ that was was, was that just human beings doing that by themselves? No auto tune. Was Kanye West not in there with a leather fucking skirt on, singing about getting his dick sucked, despite the fact he just had a baby daughter? Um. Ah oh, fuck! One of my ears is ringing. I hate when this happens. Does anybody else have hearing damage? Come on, stop ringing. Um. Every once in a while, one of my ears just goes what. And then it fucking, you know, like some heavy metal singer from fucking decades ago. Like saying, remember your childhood and your acid washed jeans. Anyways, that was the uh, members of uh, Truth and Salvage Company. Um, I got to know those guys. Uh, I was getting who? Through boozing. I met their drummer, Bill Smith. I was out on a drunken night, and he came over to me and he said, hey, hey uh, my name's Bill, also. Why don't you tone it down, you freckled cunt? And I had to respect him. No, I'm kidding. Um, they have a new album out called uh, "Pick Me Up" that's available on iTunes, and a new single called "Appalachian Hilltop." If you actually like human beings, if you like, <laughs> if you like, yeah, if you like some sort of heartbeat in like y- your music at this point, you know. Not saying that you guys out there on your designer drugs, eating each other's faces, watching some guy with a mouse head and your glow sticks, is not a good time. You know, if I got sucked into heavy metal. You know, when I when I was uh, coming up in the 80s, if I was coming up now, I, I would fucking I'd probably be there. I definitely would be. I'd sit there jumping up and down in unison as that guy played his stereo. in Some club. Um, am I doing the thing that all old people do? I get fearful and I'm just trashing all the new stuff. I was reading something recently when um When airplanes first came out, actually, believe it or not, people, sometimes I do read and I was reading this book about when airplanes first came out and uh, this guy was pitching. We basically all we had, we had like we had the army and the Navy and that was it. And this somebody in one of those branches, because I already fucking forget, because every other word reminds me of something in my life. And I just start thinking, you know. Tom Sawyer got on a boat. Oh, I remember when I got on a boat. Yeah, I remember that dinghy in that kid's pool party? And I flipped over and I got trapped underneath. And then my eyes keep going and like six pages go by and I have no fucking idea what I read. Um, So I can't remember the guy's fucking name. And I think we just had an army and a navy at this point. And this was, I don't know, in the teens, maybe the 20s of last, I'll just say last century, as opposed to people who try to confuse you and go the 20th century, you know? The 18th century, 1800s was the 19th century. You got to do that fucking carry the one shit last century. All right. And he he basically said to the army and the Navy, he was like, hey, man, like these planes, man, they're going to like change shit. And like, I don't know if you guys are going to be ready for it, man. And all the old guys were like, rah, rah, go fuck yourself, your, your goddamn Kleenex and your dental floss and your little lawnmower motor that you have in that thing, engine, right? Fuck you. What are you going to do to me? My iron side's over here. So he's like, well, listen, man, like, I don't really want to take it to that level, but why don't you put one of your badass boats out there and we'll bring our fucking planes over and see what happens. So they said, all right. So they're sitting there laughing at him and shit, and they got this fucking thing that's like six... I don't know. It's really thick and it's really hard to sink. And they keep little lawnmower fucking engines and they sank the fucker in like <laughs> like 12 minutes. And there was actually Navy admirals crying. They couldn't believe it. Um, they were out of a fucking job, they thought. So anyways. Is that what I'm doing when it comes to, like, Dubstack? That shit? Like, I guess I should be into it. I don't know. I like these guys, Truth and Salvage Company. I, I They have my stamp of approval, if it means anything. I saw them when they opened uh, for the Black Crows. Where the fuck were we? Somewhere in L.A. I don't know what. So I don't know. If you like that kind of music, give these guys a shot. If you're into other kinds of music, just keep listening to that shit. I don't give a fuck, but I don't need to hear your fucking reviews of it. OK, I'm just suggesting this is how defensive being on Twitter makes you, because no matter what you suggest, you could just say something simply, simply like, you know, ice cream is delicious. And then what kind of flavor you get? Actually, that's not all natural. You know, the fucking Samoans invented it, you know, and you just got to deal with these fucking cunts. This is coming from a cunt. All right. So Whatever. I feel bad because I only mentioned Bill Smith in the band, and I probably just fucking created a bunch of infighting in their van, right? If you're in a fucking band, you got to be riding around in a van, don't you? Isn't that how it works? Um, anyways, let's plow ahead, shall we, people? I am I am still here in New Orleans. As you can tell, the quality of this podcast, the audio, the audio at the very least, okay. Is uh, is much better than last week's because the lovely Nia actually sent out my power strip or the cord, whatever the fuck you call it, and um, so at least you can hear me. At least you can hear the attempts. You can hear the big swing and a miss. Hey, I got to tell you something. I actually was actually rooting for Alex Rodriguez this week. You know, I really was not because I like the guy, not because I'm all of a sudden a fucking Yankee fan. The bed, bath, and beyond of the Major League Baseball community. Um, <laughs> I just realized, yeah, their uniforms look like towels. Very nice towels, but towels nonetheless. I'm sorry, I'm drinking some water here. I burned my tongue. Isn't that the fucking worst? I Actually, I ordered room service. I got a grilled cheese and tomato soup, as old people do. And, um... I uncovered the tomato soup, which was way too fucking hot. And I had the grilled cheese there. So I'm an American. I can't just eat the grilled cheese. I got to take that grilled cheese and I got to dunk it into the fucking piping hot tomato soup. So I stick it in my fucking pie hole. Big bite of that shit. It's lava hot. So I, what, what do I do? I use my brain. My brain says, hey, Bill, that's like uh, you're not going to have much tongue left. if We don't do something about this. How about grabbing some cold? So my right hand was like, "Oh, I got this," and reached over to that nice ice cold glass of water, <laughs> but the the they had plastic on top of it, cellophane, so it wouldn't spill when the lovely lady brought it up to the room. So my right hand's like, you know, this ain't gonna fucking work, and then the rest of my body went into panic mode, and I went, Bwah! and I just spit out, it, spit it out instantly. I thought it was actually a smart move. But I immediately started laughing, thinking that that would have been the greatest vine ever. Or one of a nice one, anyways. Is uh, Bill Burr eats uh, Burns' tongue? Is that what it was? I mean, you know, can you actually do a vine where it's actually just one thing? It's not a bunch of shit spliced together? Ah, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just saying I burn my goddamn tongue. All right, people. Just trying to tell a story fucking puke that thing out like like you ever see a snake when it's in the middle of eating and all of a sudden you walk up to it and it's like oh fuck i think i'm gonna get eaten and then it just sort of opens its mouth and that yak comes out of it and then the snake's sitting there like now what's up huh you want to do this um basically walking up to a snake while it's eating is like what happened to me when i went to that buffalo bills game with my patriots hat on and they waited till i was taking a piss all right with my Johnson out and then they push me in the back because that's what they do up there in the city of lights. Other than eating their fucking wings and losing Super Bowls, they wait till you got your dick out in Buffalo. Don't ever forget that. All right? So when you go up there to the falls over there in Niagara, all right, and all of a sudden you get that sensation that you got to take a piss looking at all the water. Just know, just know that the great grandson of Joe DeLamore, whatever the fuck you said his name. You know, Fred Smurless Jr. My fucking push you in the back is all I'm saying. All right? Not trying to cause any static with that great city, formerly great city, that city that will rise again like Cleveland, like Detroit, like Des Moines. Um, did I ever tell you guys how much I love those cities? I like them. I'm a fan of architecture, and when I go there, I always just look, and I'm like, this. eventually, this fucking place is going to blow up in a good way. I mean that in a hip-hop kind of way. Look at me. Look at me straddling the fence of my whiteness. Um, <laughs> this is another sign that I'm getting old. I have a real problem with that new Kanye West album that, you know, because I want to settle down and be a fucking parent and all that type of shit, so I look up to other people that finally fucking do it. And I'm thinking, oh, is this guy going to, you know, is he going to be changed somehow with this new fucking album? And it's just still talking about losing his diamond ring in some girl's snatch. Isn't that what it's all about? I don't know. Sometimes I'm glad I look the way I look. And I was never able to enter the club scene other than to be ushered quickly back out the (laughs) side door. Um... Anyways, what are we talking about here? Uh, This is the Monday Morning Podcast, and um, I hope you're having a nice August. The summer's coming to a close, but you know, this is the golden age of global warming. Water's a little warmer. It's just starting to tickle your toes, but you don't have to worry about getting eaten by a shark yet in your fucking living room. So, you know, I think you might get an extra three weeks, three weeks of the summer. You know what's the greatest is the uh, football season is starting. And, you know, I've become a huge college football fan over the years. And uh, I actually realized that my LSU Tigers, my adopted, okay, before anybody in Baton Rouge gets mad at me, like, man, you ain't from here. You ain't from here. Don't you call them York Tigers. They are our Tigers. Tigers. Um, because that's what everyone in the South sounds like to me. All right? Whether you do or you don't, you do. In between my ringing ears. Evidently, they're starting their season, and they're guess who they're playing. Guess who's back in my life? TCU. Come on, frogs. They're playing. They're playing those jackasses on the kickoff day. I know Alabama's playing somebody else. Uh, I don't know who the fuck they're playing. Alabama. Can you believe those? You see what those cunts did this week? You see what they did to fucking the Aggies? You know that came from them. That horse shit about. Johnny Manziel signing shit. You know that came from an Alabama booster. You know it did. You know it. You know why? You know why I think it came from them? Because they're fucking scared. They're scared that sk- that skinny motherfucker is going to run all around the field like the white Michael Vick, all right? And he's going to fucking beat their asses again. I actually saw the replay of the end of the game last year where, uh, Jesus Christ, You never saw sadder-looking faces when they cut to the stands after that interception right down there in the end zone. Tremendous. Oh, look at that. I'm looking out on the Mississippi River. There goes a paddle boat. One of those Tom Sawyer ones, you know? Way back in the day when food was fresh and everybody was dropping the N-word every other word, right? We were exterminating the Indians. Oh, what a beautiful piece of history. Um... All right, what am I doing here? Is it time to do a little uh, little advertising, would you say? Well, I don't give a shit. I'm in control of this thing, all right? I'm running. I'm running this motherfucker. All right, Dollar Shave Club, everybody. You know, there are so many things in this world that irritate me. Canadians, fans, script tattoos, people who get to the front of the line and shoot the shit with the ticket agent rather than just getting their fucking ID out and getting on the goddamn plane, all right? All right. With so many things in the world that irritate you, why would you at, let razors add to it? What I'm trying to say is stop milking your razor blade. Okay? I know you're. I know what the brand name razors are. Is this going to be a bad week of reading? Come on, Bill. Pull it together. It's the first quarter. All right? We already burned a timeout. Fucking get on with it, man. Um, I know with brand name razors... You're used to paying outrageous prices and exhausting those razors until they start to look like rusty soda cans. Let it go. It's time to move on. Dollar Shave Club delivers amazing quality blades to your door for just a few bucks a month. Never think about it again. They send a pack every month for just a few bucks. You can change your blades every week. Trust me, your face will love you for it. Um, I'm using it right now. You should do it, too, if you want to. I'm not trying to force you to do anything. All right? If you want to keep shaving with that, that rusty thing, go ahead. Do it. It's your face. Uh, join Dollar Shave Club. Shave time, shave money. You get it? Go to dollarshaveclub.com bird. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash bird. Or click on the Dollar Shave banner at the podcast page, billbird.com. And also, are you like me? Do you like watching TV, but you want to watch it on your own damn time? Hulu Plus, everybody. It's the best way to do it. I'm sure you've tried Hulu.com. But I want to tell you about Hulu Plus, the next level, the first class, if you will. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere. Stream it on your TV, or go with you on your smartphone or tablet. Why stand in line or ride a train and just stare at your feet? Or maybe chat up some girl and get laid? Why would you want to do that when you could be watching your favorite shows on Hulu Plus? Hulu Plus is a great way <laughs> to binge watch your favorite shows. Hulu Plus has tons of episodes from great comedies like SNL, Community, Modern Family, South Park, Family Guy, and thousands of other shows. And guess what? Hulu Plus is only $7.99 a month. That's $7.99 for all the shows and movies you can watch. Catch up on current shows, binge on an old favorite, or catch a great movie. You can do it all. Where? On Hulu Plus. Right now you can try Hulu Plus for a couple of weeks free on me when you go to the podcast page at billbird.com and you click on the Hulu Plus banner Or go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill. Please make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Bill so you get an extended free trial. And so they know that I sent you. It helps us keep the lights on and gives you a better deal. One more time for the extended free trial. HuluPlus.com slash Bill. Oh, look at me. Starting off slow, coming back, killing those reads. Um, all right, where the hell am I? Let's get back to the podcast. Um... Got a big couple of weeks coming up, everybody. Uh, I want to thank everyone who went out and bought tickets for uh, the show I'm doing. Co-headlining with Brian Regan. Who's kidding? Kidding who? I'm opening for the guy. Um, We're doing a show at Cobb's Comedy Club. It is all sold out, and uh, the money is going to charity. And uh, I can't wait to do it. Brian's um, been one of the, uh, I don't know. How long have I been doing this? 21 years. I've been a huge fan of that guy since the first time I saw him. And I've never got to work with him in this capacity. So I'm really, really excited about doing this. And uh, I'm actually also really interested to see how his fans react to me and my filth. (laughs) Um, All right. So that's that's on August 27th. And then August 28th, All Things Comedy Network, the network that I've started with – Al Ma- the Daily Show's Al Madrigal. Emmy Award winning Al Madrigal. You like that? I have a friend that won an Emmy. I I knew, I knew used to know Al Madrigal when it was Al. Al Madrigal. Now, when I talk to him, I have to go, excuse me, Emmy Award winning Al Madrigal. Yeah, me, him, and uh, some other guys, we all started this comedy network called All Things Comedy. Um, just because, you know, we saw a podcast blowing up. And artists always create scenes and then they never end up with the money. The businessman comes in and uh, we own your podcast and we get all the money and you get great exposure. Go fuck yourself. Have fun and behind the podcast music on VH1. So we created like a co-op where everybody owns their shit. We all come together like a capsized ship trying to keep the sharks away until the fucking Coast Guard comes. It's called All Things Comedy and we're doing a live show. Our official um, kickoff of this wonderful network that I'm going to begin blogging on. I've already written a blog, um, and we're going to get that up hopefully sometime this week. And uh, that's going to be at August, on August 28th at Largo. It's going to be featuring as many people from the uh, the All Things Comedy family. Al's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Tom Pop is going to be there. I believe Tom Segura. We gotta, and, and those who aren't are going to try to make videos, it's going to be a great night. All right? It's at Largo on La Cienega here in Los Angeles, August 28th. All right, back to the goddamn podcast. Um, so anyways, uh, the past couple of weeks, I've been uh, talking about the food down here in New Orleans, saying how delicious slash unhealthy it is and how you can't find fucking kale. Excuse me as I drink more cold water for my fucking scalded tongue. <laughs> um, I actually bought a juicer this week to somehow combat all the fried food that I've been eating. And uh, I started drinking that shit that that guy in uh, uh, fat, dead, and kind of sick, whatever the fuck is called, fat, sick, and nearly dead, uh, sick, fatty, with dead fucking something, whatever. Um, I've been drinking that shit, man. I got to tell you something. It's delicious. Not only is it delicious, you crave it after a while. And uh, I think I dropped like four or five pounds, good pounds, too. You know, the flabby ones. I was joking on Twitter saying how I was in I was in button down shirt shape. And I, I actually want to get into like I want to be in sitting down, no shirt on shape. <laughs> I don't know what I know. Bill Cosby did a bit on this, but he's so I don't, what the fuck happens when you sit down, you stand up and look sideways in the mirror. And you're like, All right, you know what? That isn't bad. Dare I say it's kind of cute. Shows that I like the occasional Snickers, right? And you sit there pinching at yourself like you're in an old, old school special K commercial going, all right, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. Then you just sit down and like three handfuls of shit just lands on your thighs. You know? For the life of me, I can't. I, what is what happens? Do your hip bones move up to your fucking man tits and everything just gets blown out? I have no idea, but sitting down without a shirt on, you know, that's that's the truest moment of your fucking physique that you're gonna see all day. Stop standing up sucking in your gut. Alright? You wanna see you wanna see the damage you've done? Maybe you're not ready for it. Alright? This is like the ring when you looked at that fucking chick's face. Your jaw just <laughs> opens up and you land in a fucking walk-in closet oh my god i don't know what happened to me i'm not even that bad of shape so i said fuck this i got a juicer and um i just did a quick gig up in chicago came right back this private thing um so i I don't know i i ate halfway decent up there i did find a vegan restaurant but then of course i had had some chicago pizza um So now I came back and I had my little fucking grilled cheese cheese sandwich and tomato soup. So now my body is starting to pull me back to the, 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 the dark side. And that's what I've really learned about trying to stay in shape. It's all about keeping your brain out in front of your body. Keeping your fucking wits about you. Like this shit, it's like. Food, you know, when they, they say food is a drug, I didn't believe them, but I, I'm i totally convinced of it now. It's like when you're eating bad, when you just go on like a three-month bender of just eating bad and in your head like, Oh, God, I got to stop. Oh, I want a fucking cheeseburger. And you just keep going, and then that makes you want cookies and all that type of shit. It's the food equivalent to like locking yourself in a room and just freebasing for three months. That's what you're doing. So... What I try to do when I'm eating eating bad like this, I just talked to a buddy of mine outside of the business who's trying to lose some fucking weight. I was trying to tell him that, like, you got to keep your head out in front of it and just go like, I want that, but I'm going to eat this. Even in, in in that moment when you're looking at that apple as opposed to that fucking glorious whatever you're looking at, Right toasted roast beef and cheese with the fucking pickles and the chips and all that. The last thing your body's like, that's fine. Fu- that's what the fuck I want. And you got to reach for that apple. You got to fucking hit that, that crack pipe instead. And I'm telling you, the second you get two, three bites in, you're like, Oh, thank God. Thank God I did that. And you're fine. Cause from what I've, what I've read, the very little I've read is your body is its actually craving nutrition. You know? That's why when you eat Chinese food, like, fucking 35 minutes later, you're hungry again because your body's still craving nutrition. There wasn't, like, a fucking ounce of it in that shit at the risk of getting sued by that entire fucking continent of China. Um, it's not a continent. It's a country. Go fuck yourself. Um, so that's what I would say. If you can try to do, that's what I'm trying to do as I'm trying to keep my head out in front of it. So I I got that grilled cheese sandwich and I got the tomato soup and I said, all right, I got to get back on the fucking green gumbo here, as I'm calling it, because I'm in New Orleans. And uh, that's it. I'm back on that shit for the last two. Tomorrow morning, wake up. I make another one. Bingo, bango. I'm trying to do two a day juicing and then one day having the fucking, uh, you know, a healthy dinner. And then I go on the treadmill for a half hour. There's no fucking way you're not going to drop weight. All right? So there you go. So stop doing those stupid-ass fad diets. Eat. It's the fucking cornflakes diet. All I do is eat cornflakes. I can eat as much as I want. That bullshit. Eventually. You know what it really is? I think the really, it really is. is not even like It's not even the fucking diet. It's the once you get to your weight, what do you do then? You know, once you get down to your weight, at some point, you're going to be looking around. It's like you got out of jail. And there's some ice cream right over there. You're an adult. You don't have to go, Mom, can I have some ice cream? Right? That's how you become a fat fuck. as an adult. There's no one to say, hey, you had enough cookies. It's on you. You've had enough booze. Put on a condom. It's all on you. you got to be your own fucking parent until you get a lady in your life." Then she starts fucking nagging at you. Take your shoes off. Get off the rug. Oh, fuck you, lady. Where did you become so angry? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my advice. When you're just on, if you if right now, if you listen to this shit and you're on a bad fucking road, I'm telling you, one of these days in the future, you're going to wake up. You're going to be sitting down on the side of your bed. You're going to glance into a mirror and you're going to be like, what the fuck? What have I done to myself? You're going to stand up real quick. You're going to try to suck it in and try to deny the truth that you just saw. You hear that? That's the steam engine coming back on the fucking racist genocide 101. Um, the fuck am I to? Yeah, just make yourself eat an apple or just eat a fucking salad. You got to, you got to turn, you got to turn the boat around. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. I got to do it. I fucking went back up to like almost a buck ninety, and now I'm back down to like the mid one seventies. I got to, it's the fucking worst. Just trying to lose like fifteen pounds is the fucking worst. I can't imagine people who got, uh, got to lose more than that. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how this became more of a weight loss podcast. Um, But I think it's working, though. This guy actually sent me a letter. He said, uh, podcast success story. Dear Wilbur, you, sir, are a god amongst men. Ah, Jesus, I wish that was true. He goes, I used to be a depressed piece of shit. You're uh, You're typical. The world is against me. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants me. Fucking moron. That's who I was. But your advice on stepping back and making fun of every negative annotation I have. Is that a word? Did he write that? Did he type that correctly or am I a more annotation? I don't know. Not to make you depressed again. I don't know how to spell. Um, He goes, I have fucking changed my life. I'm 80 pounds lighter. I got a great girl and I've gotten two. Count them, two promotions. You're a comedian. You're not obligated to be Oprah or Maury, but you still make a difference. Thank you, sir, for knocking me back into cohesion. Uh, You probably make 20 times more than me. I doubt that, sir. With your two big promotions there. Um, but I know, but I owe you a drink next time I see you, if you're in Canada or Beantown. So you stay classy, sir. Ah, that's great. Good for you, sir. Look at that. He turned it around. Somehow my negative, whatever the fuck, my shaming, my fat shame, my for shame has been working. Um, all right, enough about that shit. So that's what I'm doing. I'm drinking the, I'm, I'm doing that fat, sick and nearly dead juicing thing, and uh, it's like all green stuff. It's kale, celery, a uh, couple handfuls of parsley, cucumber, zucchini, and then a lime in to take the bitterness out. And uh, I got to tell you, it's fucking delicious. I love it. And um, I don't know. I think I'm going to incorporate this in. Every couple of months, just go back to that. Well, I'll just juice for like four or five days, just so I stay out in front of it just so I don't have to have sit down one day and have that fucking beach ball. I got a thing on my button-down shirts. It's the one, two, third button down. When that button starts to look like it's doing the iron cross between both sides of my sh- of my shirt, that's when I'm like, ah, you fucking jerk off. All right. And then what happens is I lay off the beer, and then I just start slamming whiskey. Like that's my initial. When I've we've begun our initial descent into our dieting, is I go from drinking. Pale ales to whiskey. <laughs> I really am a freckled mess. All right. Um, so anyways, I had a lot of downtime last week. Um, I wasn't working. Uh, I had a couple of days off from uh, my episode of Glee. Um, it's a really long episode. I can't believe how long they're filming this, but uh, you know, I guess this is how they do it over there. I must have a hell of a budget. Um. I got into uh, – I went on Netflix and I started watching uh, Ken Burns' The War. I know I'm like – that came out like five, six years ago. If you haven't seen it, if you're like me and you're late to the party, dude, like that's my recommendation for the week. It's a seven-parter on World War II. Each one's about an hour and 50 minutes long. And I know that sounds like I just told you to watch every episode of Lost. Um, just – it's effortless. To watch this thing other than the amount of times you have to hit pause and go, Jesus Christ, I haven't done shit with my life. That's that's what it makes me feel like. like I can't. I can't even begin to uh, you got it. You just got to watch it. You got to watch it. And what's great is it really ties the whole war together. Where for me, I've always seen like they'll always do stuff on it on the history channel that they'll be talking about the war in the Pacific or they'll talk about the Blitzkrieg or they'll talk about D-Day and occasionally they'll talk about Northern Africa. But this thing kind of goes in chronological order of the whole damn thing. And, um, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. It would be like, what the fuck was that movie that they showed? And they showed it backwards and the guy tattooed shit on his arm I can't remember what the fuck it was. It's like finally seeing that thing going forwards. Um, it's just, it's unfucking real what, ah, Jesus, I'm too stupid to fucking just go, just go watch the goddamn thing. Watching people 17 years old lying, saying they're 18, and just going out on the front lines and just listening to these fucking bombs whistling in, seeing all your friends getting blown up. And just just having to resign to fate. Well, this one's either going to hit me or it isn't. And I'm still going to be fucking shooting at these guys. Um, they, the, the stories that they... They, they talk about the, the guys who were flying over on the bombardiers before they had the escorts and shit. And you had to do 25 fucking missions before, you know, you had basically completed your obligation. And nobody had ever made it past 14. It's a fucking suicide mission. And uh, they had a guy who actually survived the shit because he was in that little fucking skylight at the bottom of the plane, and he got shot. In the fucking armor went through him and killed one of his buddies. And I don't. He, and then he, he still went back, flew another one, and got shot again. And that's the thing that I, that basically saved him was because he kept getting shot. That he wasn't physically well enough to go back up in the goddamn plane again. And you know, and I, I actually have the fucking nerve. To be afraid of flying. I'm landing in fucking El Paso, Texas, going, Oh Jesus, oh gee, there's nobody shooting at us. I never felt like such a fucking pussy in my life. Till I mean I feel bad enough when I watch like a UFC event. You know, or I watch one of those uh the one of those shows about going to prison. You know, I, I watched the training for UFC and I would be like that I I Three times kicking that, that heavy bag with my leg. It would be all bruised up, and I'd be like, it stings. I want to get out of here. It's just – can I be the guy who washes the T-shirts? <laughs> can I mop up the mat the, 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 the mat that you guys wrestle on, you know? I don't know. It, it, just whatever. Ken Burns the War, and he's done a whole bunch of documentaries, and uh, he's doing one right now that is, uh, that's about the Vietnam War. Now I'm all paranoid that I said his name wrong. You know, all of a sudden that sounded like some guy on ESPN, but that's Kenny Mayne, right? Yeah, Ken Burns. There we go. All right, I got the right guy. All right, he's doing right, one right now. Uh, he's uh, making one right now in the Vietnam War, which I'm definitely going to watch. You know, he already made one on the Civil War. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking watch all of these things. And then, uh, I don't know, six months later, I'll forget most of it. I'll probably combine a couple, two or three wars. I'll get drunk and I'll just start spewing out information. About Lincoln speaking in uh, Iwo Jima. All right. Anyways, let's get on with the podcast. Highly recommend that if, if, you, uh, if you get a chance. If you have seven hours to kill, I highly recommend that. Um, if you have chicken pox, it would be a great way to uh, forget about the itching for a good seven hours. Um, what else? Oh, tonight. Oh, last night. This is weird because I'm taping this on Sunday. Um right now I'm taping this Sunday afternoon New Orleans time, and uh, I'm actually really excited obviously because uh the season five I guess the second half of seasons season five the Breaking Bad premiere is tonight D- Did I start like twelve sentences there let me try that again the season the second half of the season five series premiere of Breaking Bad starts tonight. Do you guys ever wonder why I never became a game show host as cheesy as I am or like ever like hosted the Family Feud or was standing next next to Billy Bush E Entertainment like they have to read stuff. You know, I know I have the head to be on. I don't have the hairline, but I do have the head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ah, fucking who gives a shit? Anyways, Breaking Bad is coming back tonight and I can't fucking wait I thought there was only five episodes you just found out there's eight so I'm psyched about that and um I've already I think I've already gotten past the sadness that it's ending and I'm just talking as a fan forget about the fact that I used to you know get in there every once in a while um I can't wait for this thing to come out on box set and uh and just go back and just go through that whole thing again um a couple of months back, I actually watched the first two episodes of Breaking Bad and just seeing, you know, Cranston's character, Walter White, has the hair and he's just meeting uh, Jesse for the first time. Do you know, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that Jesse was actually, that character was going to, they were going to have him killed in the first few, but he he was such a good actor, uh, Aaron Paul, that they and they liked the character so much. I don't know if that's true. I should stop fucking making up shit. I think I remember reading this. Like, wh- why would you do that, Bill? Why would you? It's one of the few bridges you can actually cross in this business. And now you're going to burn it by putting out misinformation. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, anyways, I was, I was somewhere killing time. Oh, yesterday when I was in Chicago. And I was uh, in the hotel. And I, they had a marathon on of those doomsday preppers. And... Uh, They're all fucked. Do you know why all those doomsday preppers are fucked? Is because they're loners. They might survive some initial shit. They might last a month. They might last a year. But they're just, instead of ripping the band-aid off like me, and just getting fucking, you know, bludgeoned to death within the first 24 hours. (laughs) Or vaporized from something blowing up. That That's that's my doomsday plan. My, my doomsday prepping that I do is that I live in probably the most dangerous city that you could possibly live in. As far as earthquakes, as far as the water supply, as far as the fucking inability to get the fuck out of there. I really should get a helicopter license and try to go on eBay and buy some fucking used chopper. Because other than that, I'm fucked. But there's, there's a there's a piece that you gain from just being completely fucked is you just yeah what am I going to do? I'm fucked. All right. Oh, I got a great idea. I'm going to sell a doomsday prepper um, kit for people who don't want to prep. And what it's going to be? It's going to be a a beautiful locket that you wear. They'll have a male one. It's a little more masculine. They'll put some spikes on it or some shit. For male or female. And when you open it up, there's one little cyanide pill in there. <laughs> there you go. You're just off yourself. The dollar's collapsing. There's fighting in the street. You just pop it in there. And that's it. It's over. You know? You want to live and be on dead body patrol? Going out there with your fucking scheme mask on, having to bury all those cunts before they give out disease? Because that's what you're going to be doing if you survive. If you're a low-level human like myself, where you're really not bringing anything to the table, if they let you survive, if they decide out of the fucking blue to let you survive, that's what you're going to be on. That's going to be your first fucking jobs. Other than getting naked and having them throw fucking lie all over you, whatever the fuck. Lime? Is that what they throw? Lie. Lime all over you to get rid of the body lice. Your job, you're going to go out there in some sort of Tarzan fucking bikini bottoms with that powdered sugar all over you, and you're going to just start. You're going to have – it's going to be it. So my suggestion is either get some cyanide or learn how to operate a backhoe because other than that, if you survive, you're going to be standing there with a shovel getting a fucking sunburn that uh, the the, the modern world – has never seen. Anyways, I'm watching this this Doomsday Prepper thing. And uh, they got all these guys doing this shit. And they got this one dude who's just, you know, he's got like fucking three years worth of shit. He's got flat screen TV. He's got all this fucking stuff down. I love the flat screen TV. That's hilarious to me. Like, uh, it's the end of the world, but somehow cable still exists. <laughs> Somehow somebody is at the, the head of uh, cable, cable Central, wherever that is, flipping the switch. So you can see the final eight episodes of Breaking Bad um, despite the fast. Everybody connected with Hollywood is now gone. Um, except for Wesley Snipes. I'm sure he's got a bunker somewhere. Um, yeah, if you got the balls and not pay the government taxes, you definitely got you got you have a strategy in place. Plus, just even if that shit, even if he didn't take martial arts, just the sword swinging alone that he had to learn, the choreography, that would scare the fuck out of most zombies, and they turn the other way, right? Um, so he's got all of this stuff, and he's sitting there talking about he, – he's still afraid of uh, the Russians and a nuclear holocaust. He's been prepping for 30 years because that's basically what they used to scare the shit out of us about. Um, I came in the tail end of it in the 70s. And uh, this guy was older than me, so they psychologically fucked this guy up so bad that he was now, you know, stockpiling this hole in the ground. And then he found out that uh, recently declassified information said that the Russians had detonated some fucking, I don't know, 200 megaton fucking something or other, the biggest bomb ever detonated. They did it. And he realized that he wasn't deep enough. So he went out and he bought this big steel fucking tube. And the whole time he's doing this, this guy is like 200 pounds overweight. And it's like, dude, you, you, you better you better deal with that first. Like, you, you're going to drop of a fucking heart attack before they drop a fucking bomb on us. And he finally addressed it. He said, you know, I probably should get myself in better shape. Um, of course, he was sitting down the entire time. And even with the T-shirt on, the guy was so fucking fat, you could tell that he was finished. But... um So I actually liked the guy because he finally addressed the fact that he was out of shape and needed to do something about it. But towards the end, there was this 15-year-old kid who, since the age of 12, um, maybe he was a little bit older. When was 2008? That was five years ago. He was about 17. He was 12 when the 2008 uh, banking collapse happened. So he went on and he, the internet and he started reading up on banks and probably saw the conspiracy theory that I did and it scared the fucking shit out of him as a 12-year-old. And this fucking kid has been like scavenging slash stealing shit wherever he can because he doesn't have any money. And he has all these guns and he has these fucking swords and shit. He dresses in fatigues and stuff. And his mother is just sitting there going like, you know, I always wanted a normal son. I don't know Why? He feels he has to do this. And now he's got he's brought a friend into a fold and and then they brought a uh, friend into the fold. And he brought a third person into the fold. And it's literally like, lady, lady, did you see Colin by? All right. I'm not saying this kid is like that, but like, what the fuck are you doing? Her, her, Her big parental moment was he's not allowed to go to the gun range without her she goes there and lets him practice and this fucking kid was great his spread was basically from you know one ventricle to the fucking other all right is this, is there two ventricles or is that an aorta i don't fucking know i'll google map the heart at the end of this um yeah he was basically hitting it all center mass right around right around your fucking heart right and But then he goes home and he's got the ammo and he has the guns in his fucking bedroom. And, um, you know, he's like, I'm thankful to uh, grow up with guns. He didn't even have a southern accent. Why am I fucking trashing the south again? He had this fucking awful haircut. He didn't have a girlfriend. He's a fucking he's he's going down this rabbit hole and she's just letting him do it. And uh, I found it really disturbing. I don't find it disturbing when, like, I see those kids smiling and they have rifles and their parents have gotten them into hunting. I know people out where I live and when I lived in New York City, they freak out about that stuff. Um, Really intolerant of it. You know, as they eat a fucking chicken burrito. Uh, But I don't. I think you should know how to hunt and do all that type of shit. You know what I know I could fucking kill? I could kill a pig, a wild boar. I would love to go out and do that. Fucking shoot that thing. You know, now I want to hear from the rednecks out there. What what am I in for? If I miss and that thing comes up on me, don't they just start fucking eating you? They're pigs, right? They fucking eat anything. Would I scare them or would I look like one of those white chocolate covered pretzels? <laughs> they think my freckles were salt. They'd be all over it. Um, would it be okay? Can since somebody, you know, next time I do one of my Southern tours here, can you guys take me pig hunting? And, uh, I want to fucking do it up. I'm going to go Rambo style with a crossbow, but I do want to have a backup Uzi. And I know if you're a redneck, I know you have a fucking Uzi that's been fucking handed down since the eighties. The whenever the fuck Uzis came out before laws prevented you from getting them. It's for, I, well, I'm hunting quail. Uh, is this America? Um, all right, let's get into some questions for the week here. Uh, I'll read the last couple of advertisers. Why don't I do that? All right, here we go. Had a bad first quarter. I did great in the second quarter. Let's get out. We got another thirty minutes. Let's win this game. Here we go. The last couple. Legal Zoom, everybody. Most Americans don't have a will, but why? You don't want government rules dictating what happens to your property and minor children, do you? So why procrastinate? Most people say it's too expensive. Or it's too time-consuming. My answer is LegalZoom.com. Too expensive? You're going to love LegalZoom's reasonable prices. Too time-consuming. Most people finish the online process in just 20 minutes. And we're not talking some fill-in-the-blank BS form here. Your will is state-specific and personalized based on your your information. Best of all, LegalZoom has 12 years of experience helping people with important legal matters. Um, It's National Make-A-Will Month. Again this month. So don't wait any longer. Go to LegalZoom.com today and get 15% off your last will. But this offer ends soon. Or get a living trust and you will receive a pour over will absolutely free. Um, to get your special discount, be sure to enter BURR, B-U-R-R, in the referral box at checkout. For wills, power of attorney, trust, and more, go to LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom can provide self-help services at your specific direction or connect you with an attorney, but they are not a law law firm. God dang it, I had it till the end. All right, eVoice. You're screening calls, closing deals, and making money, all while lounging poolside in the summer sun. Thanks to eVoice. eVoice is a better way to connect with your people that drive your business. eVoice will forward your business calls to your home, mobile, or any number you choose, wherever you are. eVoice will find you. Um, if you don't have time to take a call, it's routed to your voicemail, and you can read it at your convenience as a text message. eVoice not only gives you an edge over your competitors, it takes away the edge the big companies have over you right now. That's a huge point, right there, people. I hope you were listening. With eVoice, you can create the appearance of a whole office building of departments when customers call you a sales department, customer support, tech support, you name it, it's going to seem like you have it. And it works with any phone, even yourself. Hey, it's summer. Don't be stuck in your office all day. Free yourself uh, with a free thirty day trial of evoice so you can see what I'm talking about. Go to evoice.com and enter the promo code bill for your thirty day free trial. That's evoice.com promo code bill or go to the podcast page, billbird.com, and click on the evoice banner. And now it's time for the stairway to heaven of advertisers here. The last and final one. Stamps.com, everybody. Pretend you have a wad of cash in your hand. Now imagine throwing it in the trash. That's exactly what you're doing when you're leasing one of those expensive postage meters for your uh, for your small business. Long-term commitments, maintenance, and reset fees, expensive ink—it's crazy. I know a better way. What is it? Stamps.com, everybody. With Stamps.com, you get all the benefits of a postage meter and more at a fraction of the cost. Just use your own computer and printer to get official U.S. postage for any envelope, any package, any class of mail. Plus, no more time-consuming trips to the post office. Everything you would do at the post office, you can do it right now from your own desk with Stamps.com. I use Stamps.com to send out whatever the hell I'm selling that week after my shows. T-shirts, posters, DVDs, whatever you want. Um, And if I can use it, you can use it because I am a moron and I have the uh, high school transcript to prove it. Right now, use my last name, Burr, for this special offer. No risk trial plus $110 bonus offer. It includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. What the hell are you waiting for? Uh, Go to stamps.com right now. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the page, homepage, excuse me, and type in Burr, B-U-R-R, that's stamps.com, enter Burr. All right, there you go. There you go, into the wild blue yonder all right, let's get into the, uh, the reads for this week. Italy. Hey, Bill, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago that you were thinking about going to Italy and you wanted some advice about where to go. My lady is Italian, so I've been there a bunch of times. Here's the deal. First, you should decide if you want to see the north or the south. The north is more industrialized with lots of interesting, interesting cities. Yeah, and San Marino, too. All right, isn't that where the blue blood stay? Uh, good food and has a more vibrant urban feel. The South is more country style with good weather and beautiful nature. I think I kind of like that. You could think of it being very roughly like the difference between New England and the South back in the States. In the winter, the North will be pretty cold and the South will be a little more balmy. They both are the shit. All right, cool. Uh, and where's Rome? Rome's like right in the middle. I got to get to know that type of stuff. Um, I can't wait to go. Um, That's what I'm going to do right before my uh, European tour uh, is I'm going to go to Italy for a couple of days, like two, three days. Why the fuck wouldn't you? If you're going to be over there anyways, I'll get acclimated to the time, the time change while eating some of the best food on the planet. I mean, my two favorite kinds of food is uh, Italian and uh, Japanese. Those are my two favorites. I love them both. Fucking delish. Um, So I got to figure out where I'm going to go. And because I only have three days, I don't want to go there and try and do a bunch of things. I think I just want to go there and eat. I'm big into stadiums. Maybe I would see the Roman Coliseum. But uh, I think I just want to. I don't know what I want to do. I just want to eat in some fucking just great place and taste really clean food. With like, like what I so respect about Italians is how how much they give a shit about the food making process. you know I've told this shit before i used, used to know more, I used to know more Italian guys back in the day when I was living in Boston, and I swear to God they would watch me make a meal and it would like be upsetting them, and eventually they'd just have to take over and be like, just 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 get out of here <laughs> <laughs> it, like they would watch you fucking up a piece of meat. And it, it would literally, it would, like, it would um, it would upset them. You know? So, you got to respect that. All right, here we go. Salads. Oh, by the way, that's another great part in the the, the Ken Burns documentary is, um, you know, I always saw Mussolini giving the speeches. Oh, he's got one great one where he's, he keeps doing this thing with his hand. Like, like he's just fucking t- talking shit, like, Hitler makes me want to speak German and, and Mussolini makes me want to speak Italian. Just watching their speeches, watching Hitler screaming and yelling. Like, you know, we used to be great. No, we suck. I'm sick of this shit. I mean, is that what he's saying? I want to know what the fuck is he yelling about? And Mussolini, that look of confidence on his face. I just want to hear what the fuck he's talking about. I'm sure there's transcriptions, but it's, it's got to be better if you actually know the language. Um, And I got that fucking Irish thing where I got to do everything the hard way. Um, So all I would ever see was him Mussolini giving the speeches and then him fucking hanging by the meat hook, him with his fucking girlfriend. Um, And I always wondered what the hell had happened. I didn't know that he had gotten captured. And then the Nazis came in and freed him. You know, like the fucking expendables or some shit. Is that a right reference? I never saw one of those movies, but that seemed like they, what they were doing, like they were rescuing people. And uh, and then he he got caught again, and he tried to talk his way out of it again, and his last words were, were was basically saying no. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. What a fucking way to go out. It, I've been talking about that in my act. It's just... That guy, in like a year's time, he went from just like being, having boy band fame and everybody screaming and throwing bras at him and shit to be like on his knees like, nah, nah. <laughs> fucking they, they killed him and his woman. I love it too. It was his mistress. I believe that's what they call it. I don't fucking remember. I'm already starting to forget this shit. And then they brought him into town. And everybody was kicking him. And his face, just, they just kicked the shit out of his face. And they're spitting on him. And they hung him by a meat hook. It's like, what happened? You know, you think it's bad to be like, you know, in, in O-Town? Try being a fucking dictator, man. That's It's brutal. It just doesn't, That's why they, they never have a behind the music for dictators. Because you know how it, for the most part, how it fucking ends. You don't end... You know, you're not lying in bed, you know, going through some fucking Buddhist. This is the death process, you know, where they teach you how to die peacefully and you're surrounded by fucking loved ones or whatever. This is the exact opposite of that shit. Hitler blew his brains out. What's his face? Mussolini. I just told you what the fuck happened to him. Saddam Hussein. They dragged him out of a fucking hole. He went out like a gangster, though, man. Like, Jesus Christ. He he refused the hood. He put the rope around his neck, and he, he was getting heckled. This, this is his shit. Like when people talk about, you know, when they go and they look at comics getting heckled and taking on the crowd, he has to have the best one for, for dictators. He was standing there, and he's getting heckled, and he's giving him shit right back with a fucking rope around his neck. You, you got to respect that, man. I would have been like Mussolini. No, come on! I'd be trying to fucking wriggle my fat head out of it. I definitely would have taken the hood. Um, who else? No, oh, that that the fatty over there in uh, little fat boy in Korea. I wonder how he died. He's probably watching like Little House on the Prairie or something. He was a weird guy. He was into movies and shit. He actually he, he lived. Very few that actually get to make make it that far, you know? They get to continue working. It's like actors who get to continue working on into their 70s and still doing, like, Oscar-winning work. It's very difficult. Most people fall by the wayside. All right, Bill, we get it. Okay, all right, you know, I'm into that shit. All right, salads. Hey, Bill, I would like to get into eating more salads, but I am only 20. And what the fuck do I know about salads? Dude, I didn't know shit about salads. I wish I started eating salads when I was 20. I wouldn't have this fucking mess. Ugh, Jesus Christ. And it's pasty. It's even worse. Uh, should I get into spinach? Some good old iceberg lettuce. What do I put in salad? What's the point of making a salad if I just cover it with ranch dressing and put a bunch of bacon on it? I'm not even sure what balsamic vinaigrette is. Is a boiled egg a good thing to put in? Guidance is appreciated. Got to be a dick here and say, ha ha, Blackhawks won. Well, you want. You get to fucking brag about it, you cunt. Uh, Listen, I don't know shit about nutrition. I'm just starting to learn about it. I know iceberg lettuce is like 90% water, I think. Uh, Spinach is good shit. I like that. I like arugula. Um, Kale's awesome. And, uh, yeah, don't go through all the crap of eating that shit and then put a bunch of dressing on it because, you know, you're adding all those extra calories. I guess balsamic vinaigrette. This is all shit that I've overheard. I heard that that's a healthier one. But even then, I I try to avoid drowning it. And uh, what's great about it is when you start eating them, you start craving them. And that becomes one meal a day. And that's just, you know, you got to start looking at like a steak and cheese sandwich or something like that. A pizza. That's just, it's just a plate full of sit-ups. You know, I fucking hate going to the gym. I like going to the gym because I want to look good. I hate going to the gym because I fucking have to go, which is what I'm doing right now, which sucks. You know, you know, what's another bad one is when you're fucking sitting up in bed like I am and you hold your iPhone up to you and you get the reflection of like your fucking nine chins. (laughs) Start to get that pelican neck. Anyways. So um, there's a bunch of recipes out there. You can find it. But I would I'd stay away from iceberg. That stinks. Romaine is like that's like halfway decent. All right. Iceberg. Lettuce, they're like the, uh, I don't know. You want want to go sports on this one? We'll go sports. And I'm not talking about what they're going to do this year, what they did last year. I would just say what they've done in my lifetime. All right, iceberg lettuce is like the fucking Detroit Lions. Uh, Even though they're good now, they weren't then. So that's probably a bad example. The Cleveland Browns of lettuce. Sorry, everybody in Cleveland. Although I did promote your city and I saw a lot of fucking uh, construction going on there. Uh, Romaine Lettuce is like that fucking team that every once in a while makes the playoffs but never fucking wins it. There, That's like the Falcons of Lettuce. Um, and then you get into uh, Arugulas, the Cowboys. Kale, I would say, is the 49ers. And uh, I don't know what or I don't know. Maybe I should have said the Packers and Steelers. Or the Steelers and the Packers. Packers are the most successful. So I'd say they're kale. I'd say Steelers. Uh, Just shut the fuck up, Bill. Okay. Uh, Russian guy outwits banks. Oh, I like this one already. Hey, Bill, thought you might enjoy reading this article about a Russian man who outwitted a bank by writing his own terms into their credit card contract. Jesus Christ, that's fucking phenomenal. How the hell did... That's like beating Bruce Lee at karate or kung fu. Jing-fung-ku, whatever the fuck he did. Article, here we go. The idea of beating the banks at their own game may seem like a rich joke, but Dmitri agarkov agarkov I don't know, 42-year-old Russian man. I do think he plays for the Red Wings, doesn't he? Uh, 42-year-old Russian man may have managed to do it. Unhappy with the terms of, of an unsolicited credit card offer he received from an online bank, Tinkoff Credit System. Garkov, sorry if you're listening, I'm butchering this, or if you're of Russian descent, uh, he scanned the document, wrote in his own terms, and sent it through. The bank approved the contract without reading the amended fine print, unwittingly agreeing to a zero percent interest rate, unlimited credit, and no fees, as well as a stipulation that the banks that the bank pays steep fines for changing or canceling the contract. The bank has so much money, they'll be able to get around this. But what? that's fucking genius. What a hero. Agarkov used the card for two years, but the bank ultimately canceled it and sued Agarkov for $1,363. The bank said he owed them charges, interest, and late f- payment fees. A court ruled that because of the no fee, no interest stipulation Agarkov had written in, he owed only his unpaid $575 balance. Look at this. Two minutes left in the game, people. Is he going to win this or what? Agarkov is now suing the bank for seven hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars for not honoring the contract's term, and the bank is hollering fraud. They signed the documents without looking. They said what used what usually. They said to me what usually their borrowers say in court. We've we've not read it. Agarkov's lawyer said uh, the shoes on the other foot now. Sorry, I really butchered the ending of that reading. So, well, I got to pay attention to that. Well, they'll settle out of court. I don't know, man. That's that's a hard. I mean, the fact that you got just got out of paying the fees. I got to put this in my uh, my computer here. I want to pay attention to a Garkov, Russian bank case. Okay, so it's still at that point. Hey, anybody in Russia listen to this thing? Can you keep, please keep me abreast of this? I want to see if he gets any of that $727,000. All right? I'm going to do a little pregame analysis here. I'll tell you right now, I got to tell you, if I'm the bank, I got to be thinking, how did we end up in this situation? I would actually guess that they're not going to pay any of that. Um, they've probably got enough politicians and judges in their pockets I mean, it's corrupt enough over here. I can't imagine what the fuck it's like over there. No offense, but uh, it is what it is. Um, yeah, if anybody, I don't know, in Estonia, Latvia, if you're close enough, you can pay attention. and let me know. I'd appreciate it. Lithuania, the Ukraine, Belarus. Look at me. huh? I've learned some shit. Uh, I'm an attention whore, Bill. Bill Burr Marshall. I'm a 16-year-old guy, and I've recently come to terms with the fact that I love attention. In most instances, this would not be too big of a deal. I mean, look at you. You made a career out of it. Hey, listen, you fucking cunt. Just because you found out that you're a dick, you don't got to rub up against me and get your stink on me. You know? Did I say I didn't like fucking attention, you asshole? Jesus Christ. You know, I was actually going to compliment you with the fact that you actually could, could step outside yourself and see something that could potentially be a flaw. Wanting attention is not a bad thing. It's all how you do it, you know? All right, here we go. I constantly sit in class loudly cracking jokes and can usually get the whole class laughing. Plus, I don't have to worry about the teachers yelling at me because I'm such a manipulated, manipulative son of a bitch that I have ensured that they all like me. Here's the problem. My friends hate it. All right, this is taking a different turn here. The jokes I make with them are far different. I actually think they're funny. You see, the jokes I make to the whole class are shitty, hacky, cheap, cheesy, douchey jokes targeting a group laugh. The jokes I make with my friends are normally riffing on something. They might actually be creative. Oh, all right, so you're kind of, when you're with your friends, you're actually a, a comic's comic. But when you're in front of the crowd, you you're, 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 playing to the masses well you got to pick a road here son um or maybe you don't i mean it's like you're trying to be a comedian you know maybe you are if you're going to be a comedian i would i would try to make the crowd laugh at the jokes and make your friends laugh all right here we go now now i know the simple solution seems to be stop being a class clown but i just love the attention i'm so emotionally undeveloped that i crave the class class approval and attention Dude, you're not emotionally undeveloped. This is unbelievable that you have this sort of uh, knowledge of self at 16. I certainly didn't. What well, you know at 16, I don't think I knew till I was 36. So you're you're in a you're in a good situation here. He goes, I love being the center of the class, making everyone laugh, despite knowing that I'm being fake and not myself. What should I do? Should I stop cracking the shit jokes in class, or should I tell my friends to get over it and keep being? That guy. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Uh, First of all, I don't know what the fuck your friends have a problem with. I mean, how bad are these jokes you're saying? And you're basically, what you're doing is in class sounds like the first, I don't know, three to six, seven, eight years of being a stand-up comedian. Where once you figure out how to make the the crowd laugh, you then try to be like, well, I want to... I, I wanna be like say what I really want to talk about up here. Basically find your voice. So um I don't think that you should make a change because of your friends. I think you should make a change because you want to make the change. You know? Wouldn't that make sense? If you like the attention and that type of shit, who gives a fuck? But uh if you want to take your class clownery to the next level, I would go with some of the more creative stuff. You don't have to always go with the shit joke, but I have to commend you. That you, when I used to be a class clown, I would always get in trouble, and the teachers didn't like me. So the fact that you're able to do that is great, and uh, I think you're going to be real successful in like in life. You could do anything: politics, show business, sales. If you like, if you can actually talk to a crowd, that that really puts you ahead of the game. I would think. All right. He also says, P.S. As a Blackhawks fan, I would just like to personally thank Boston fans for being so classy, respectful, and dare I say, saint-like. Saint-like. From the bottom of my hat, my Blackhawk heart, I would like to personally thank each and every Bruin fan. You are all models of fandom. Thank you for fucking mocking that. Um, Or just trying to rub it in. I don't give a shit at this point. That seemed like years ago. And we just won a cup. So I'm good. So congratulations to you, sir. Uh, Good luck with trying to find your voice as a class clown. All right, goddamn ex girlfriend. Dear Billy boy, um, your podcast is Killer Man. Thanks. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And he says, I'm writing you to get some insight on my ex girlfriend's situation. About six months ago, my ex dumped my ass and totally crushed my heart. Uh, that's the worst. But you got to go through it, though. Um, he says, I was fucked up for a while, but took some of your advice and focused on improving my own shit. I never called her, texted her, or did any asshole. For six months. A couple of months ago, she texted me. Ah, fucking, I knew it. I knew it. Now, without reading this thing, she's texted you. Now, either she legitimately wants to get back together with you, which if you still love her, that would be a good thing, or. Whatever the fuck she, whatever life path she went down over the last six months has hit a hard, has hit a bump in the road and maybe she's having second thoughts or maybe she's completely evil and she's like, wow, he just never called me again. Why don't I call him up and mind fuck him? Those are my three guesses on the, uh, the cunt genie lamp there. All right, so she texted me. She wanted to know what I'd been up to and how I was doing. She also wanted to know why I unfriended her on Facebook. And he writes, Why do you think you dumb cunt? (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Did you unfriend her because of my advice or did you do that on your own? That's a great thing. You got, you got to get, cut the cancer out. You can't be watching what the fuck she's doing. All you're doing is prolonging that pain in your heart. You got to, uh, I'm telling you, you got to, you got to cut off all contact. And then you got to go Chris Bosh where you just got to drop to your knees a couple times a day and cry it out. Don't be afraid to fucking do that. Now, I wouldn't do it in front of a bunch of men, but, you know, do it on your own. Like, as a man, you have to understand that the reason why you're able to cry is because you're supposed to. Because if you don't, you keep it in your chest and it becomes anger and then you yell at your kids. All right. I resisted the urge to tell her to go fuck herself and kept my responsible. My response is cool and casual. Dude, you are on the road to a post-breakup blowjob. That's where you are right now. Let's see if you keep the car on the road. Here is my question. How the fuck do broads know when you are finally getting over them and that they should get a hold of you and make you feel like shit again? Also, do you th- say, I know it. Also, do you think it's a dick move to get a hold of an ex if you're the one who dumped them? When they haven't gotten a hold of you since the breakup. Finally, how do you think I should handle this going forward? Um, well, you know what? You, you basically, you learned one of life's tough lessons. Is that, uh, well, I mean, you know something? I might be being a dick here. Like, maybe guys do this shit too. All right? Guys do do this shit too. You got those guys who, uh, they break up with a girl But then they keep her in – they try to, like, hold on to her so no one else can fuck her. You know, guys who do that shit. So this is really like I'm being a sexist moron as usual. Um, I'm coming from the male perspective. That's all I got. All right? Trying to show a little empathy here. Um, How do they know? I don't know. But they're great at it. So rather than trying to figure it out because I don't know that you can as a guy, just respect that they have that ability. Alright. Um You might want to consider changing your cell phone number so she can't text slash mind fuck you again. Um What a f it's the fucking worst. They're just the fucking worst. In that situation, dude. You just you gotta walk away from a man. So I can't remember what the fuck you asked me. I'm going through all the breakups I've been through mentally right now. Um Alright, so the first thing you said is how the fuck do broads know when you're finally over them? I don't know. Change your cell phone number. It's my solution. Um, Also, do you think it's a dick move to get a hold of an ex? If you have no intention of getting back with them, yes, I do. And you have to accept the guilt that you feel that you broke somebody's heart. And you have to own that. You can't, like, call in, just call in to make sure you're doing okay. You're not helping that other person. If you have no intent, you're giving them a half a second of hope and then, you know, you just you're, you're you're ruining them. You got to let them go. Um, and lastly, how do you think I should handle this going forward? Yeah, I would say uh, don't respond to her texts or uh, even that just her texting you and seeing your name and knowing that she's thinking about you and your heart's still going to be like, well, maybe maybe she wants to get back together. I would just change your number. Start over again. Go build Bixby. Get a backpack. Walk out of town. Go down the fucking street. Um, Start working out. Get some new women in your life. That's another thing. Go out there. Go hit hit on something he thinks out of your league. Who gives a shit? Go have a good time. Um, Hitting on a girl that's uh, that's so-called out of your league is like playing a sport against people who are better than you. It makes you better. It ups your game. All right, so then when you you play against somebody who's only a little out of your league, you're actually you used to playing beyond, and you're not nervous. You're used to that speed. You know, does that make any fucking sense? I hope it does. Anyways, that is the uh, the podcast for this week, everybody. Thank you as always for everybody who's uh, contributed with the questions and everything. That really is the last half of this podcast every week. Um, and also I forgot to mention that uh, the last couple of weeks, if you'd like to support this podcast, a very easy way is if you plan on buying on something on amazon.com, just go to billbird.com first, click on the podcast page, and click on the Amazon banner that we have. That'll take you right to Amazon, and you don't have to do shit after that. It doesn't change the prices of anything. They kick me a percentage of uh, the sale for driving traffic their way. I take a percentage of that, send it to the Wounded Warriors Project. So it's a two-for-one as far as supporting me and supporting the Wounded Warriors Project, and also hard copy versions of my DVD, uh, of my stand-up special, sorry. DVD copies are available on my website and also available for download um, for five bucks. And it's, uh, the you people are all the same. So people have asked me when I'm doing another special. I've begun talks about planning about doing one in the first half of next year. I basically, I do them every other year. Um that 's basically how it works. I spend one year having fun writing a new hour, and then I spend the next year fine tuning it and then when i 'm done with that, then I shoot it that 's basically uh that 's basically what I do and uh that 's the formula it 's been working for me, so i 'm sticking with it and then also, people in Scotland have been asking me about my am I still doing Scotland because I didn 't see a date? I am definitely doing a date. Things got moved around. I'm doing two shows in London. I'm still doing one in Scotland. Um, It's going to be at this theater. I forget the name of it, but I'm somewhere around the 4th or the 5th of December or something like that. But uh, hopefully at some point this week, I'm going to get an official date and I'm going to tweet about it. I will Facebook about it and I will podcast about it next week. And uh, thank you to everybody over there who's been buying up the tickets it's starting off really strong, and uh, somebody actually sent me a link, um, for the uh, the advertisement for, in Stockholm, and it was really cool. It was other than my name, obviously, it's all written in fucking Swedish and shit. And it's just, uh, it's the coolest fucking thing ever that there's people on, a, on the other side of the world speaking a different language and they're writing about a show that you're going to go over there and go do. You know, it's fucking awesome. So. Anyways, I'm really excited about that and uh, all the shit that I have coming up. Uh, oh, by the way, if you're, into, uh, if you're not into um, motorcycle racing or you'd like to get into it, they got one of their Grand Prixs. I think it's in uh, Indianapolis or something. Somewhere in the States this weekend coming up on uh, August 18th, I believe. I'm actually going to watch it now that I got a motorcycle license. I, I watched that uh, documentary on Netflix about all those motorcycle races, races and that type of shit, and just it's just fucking the balls that that takes. It's like you were in a Formula One car, except you don't have a roll cage around you. It's unfucking real. The balls that that takes. So I'm hopefully going to have time to watch it next Sunday. I'm definitely going to try to find a bar out here. And once again, thanks to everybody in New Orleans, been having a great time coming around town, going to the open mics, doing the. Uh, Doing the stand up shows, been getting a wonderful reception, and I've been trying out a lot of new stuff. So I'm having a ball down here. I'm going to be down here for another week and a half, and then I'm back up. Where the hell do I go? I go up to Connecticut to do the MGM, and then I do, I think, the University of Cincinnati, and then I'm back out to LA. And that's the deal, everybody. That's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great week, and I'll see you later. radiate everything you are Yes, you can radiate everything you are Oh, now Roll a stone in Well, you can imitate everyone you know Yes, you can imitate everyone